The Pro Plus Capo is the first Dario offering to feature FlexFit technology, a naturally responsive silicone formula that mimics the action of a human finger fretting a string. With the Dario Pro Plus Capo, every string rings clear, clean, and in tune. This is Chris Keysborg from Your Guitar. Today I'm hanging out in Nashville, Tennessee, my home. And today I'm joined by Molly Miller, Dr. Molly Miller from California, Doc. How are you doing, Doctor? I'm good. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles right now. It's like a warm January day, which is also sometimes concerning, but it's beautiful outside. I'm good. It's a good deal. Glad to have you. Um, thank you for making time to hang out with us and talk gear. I think we should just go right into it and talk about your mean machine there in your lap, your beautiful 335. Oh my God, here. Click. Uh, yeah, this is like kind of my baby. This is my 335, 1978. Picked it up at like my local guitar shop in Redondo Beach when I was 17. Uh, oh, wow. And yeah, I feel I like this is definitely like the soulmate of guitars for me. I have a lot of attachment to the instrument. What brought you to that specific guitar? And, uh, and then in a general sense, what kind of gravitated you towards the 335 in general? Yeah. So what happened was, you know, when I was like, I started playing guitar when I was seven and my first guitar was my dad's. And then I got a Yamaha Pacifica. And then when I was like 13, it's, I'm looking at my Strat. That was like the first time like I actually like picked a guitar for myself. And I got more into like jazz and studying guitar in college. And I wanted like an adult sophisticated jazz guitar. And the teacher at the time was like a 335 would be great. And I was like, okay, you know, um, and this guitar shop called Rhythm and Notes in Redondo Beach had this instrument. And I really had no idea what I was doing. I still have no idea what I'm doing, but then I really had no idea. And um, I feel so fortunate that I picked this because this, this is a gem, even though 1978 isn't like a special year, but I think it has to do with the thousands and thousands of hours I've spent with it. And like, you know, the neck is shaped and the body is shaped. And yeah, this is like my limb to me. I have other, other things I love and yeah, other ones. This is like definitely this, the one behind me is like my sad baby, but this is my one. Well, and that's kind of how I've known you through the different gigs you played in, online and stuff is those two guitars. What do you like about the differences that they have that, you know, because you do gravitate between those two the most time, the Tele and the 335. Yeah, and I have a couple other ones here that are new that I'm getting into that I'm learning about, but um. The like I never basically what was going on was this was like the one and, and and especially when I was touring more I didn't want to travel with it because the fear of something happening to it just it was like gave me too much anxiety, um so I was like you know I have some like loner guitars from Gibson I was using and those were cool but the Tele yeah it's such a difference in sound the Tele I feel like is more reliant than especially the other three thirty fives or three thirty nines or whatever you know semi hollow bodies that I use. The, the tell it's like it's less stressful first of all and uh it's easy to play i think the thing that I, I get so used to is like a bigger body and having like sometimes like with a strat i feel like i'm like playing a, like a stick that's just gonna like fall apart <laughs> but like there's something about the telly that feels like it's a body and like i can get the twang i can get the warmth the funny thing about i, I mean yeah tellies i think are the most versatile guitars some people think like 335s are but this i feel like more trapped into things with 
the telly is so great from everything like jazz and country and pop and soul. So I love the versatility of that. And I have some exciting news that I'm gonna to share today. I got a new neck on that and I picked it up like two days ago and it's so cool. But yeah, so the telly, the versatility, and like I feel like it can be a little bit, you can get a little more punch. What do you, okay, so you mentioned that sometimes maybe the 335 can keep you in a box that's not as versatile. So what is that box that the 335 likes to be in musically? Yeah, well, I think it, it, you get, it's a little more mid-rangey, so that thing for one, and also, um, I think whether it's like, I think of this more as like soul, pop, jazz, you know, like that world of music. And I can't, and this one, there is, I think it just has more places it can go. I, to me, this is the most versatile, Telly is the most versatile guitar. While the 335, like I can, I can basically do anything I want on this instrument and I don't feel that trapped in, but I think there's just more freedom and reliability with a solid body and less stress too. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, like you said, the telly, and we'll get there in a moment, uh, it's like, you know, someone like Bill Frizzell can play it, and then someone like John Five can play it, and they don't do their own thing with that instrument. But before yeah. we move on with uh, the 335 and kind of maybe walk us through like your favorite kind of tones you want to use with it and how you use it, is, uh, is yeah. there anything you've done to it since you've had it at 17? Or, or you know, like, oh, what strings you use? Have you upgraded yeah. your pickups or any parts on it? The, I downgraded the last, my last gig of, not really, but like my last gig of before quarantine ended, I dropped my guitar, which is when I knew it was a sign. Something was really dramatic, drastically changing in my life. I dropped my baby um, and it fell right on the G tuner. So I don't know, I'll get you guys a little close up, but that G tuner is oh. a little janky. So I did that. No, and then, I mean, I got a fret job done it, on it. Norik Renson in, in uh, NoHo did a fret job refret on it. And I think it, he did a great job. But no, the thing is like, I, I kind of like get into a thing. I'm like, this is the thing. It feels great. And I get scared to change too much string wise. Uh, Gabriel Tenor, he he's like works at a Boyle Heights in out in LA and he does these hand wound strings that are beautiful that I put on these mostly. And then sometimes I'll do Ernie Ball, like Slinky. Uh, what the, gauge? <laughs> 11. Okay. Yeah, everything's 11 except my Strat is a 10. All right, well let's let's hear some sounds out of 335 and kind of like what your favorite cool. sweet spots oh, are yeah, for yeah. it. So typically I feel like I have the volume at like nine eight or nine i like to have like I, I, there's something i think you get a little more warmth from that tone around the same obviously that changes i tend to mostly be a neck person because i like warmth. like it's so warm there um but there's roundness to the sound, so I tend to be there, but sometimes I will go to the middle pickup and the back pickup. It kind of depends what's happening. I'm very much, I'm like very much come from like an improvisation school. So everything's responding to the environment around me. It's not like I'm always here, but mostly I'm on the neck pickup, but I will do other things. And I feel like my second place is the middle pickup and then the bridge pickup. Gotcha. Um do you want to say anything else about the 335, the lovely 335, or should we move on to the Telecaster? I guess we can move to the Tele, yeah. I just love this, it's like, it's my baby and I love all the wear that's been done to it too. Like I can show you guys the neck too. Like I love, you know, like this is, I did this and there's something that I think, you know, you get attached to that thing. Like, oh, I, I'm showing the wrong camera. 
but I think that camera can still see it. <laughs> Maybe we'll use both of them. But I have seen you, 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 I saw the recent video you did with, uh, I believe your brother, I can't remember the bass player, but you did a cover of the Stones with that guitar. Uh, can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll scratch that. No, I, I can't get, did I do I can't get no satisfaction? Now I'm trying to remember. I feel like Whatever. I did. Maybe not. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, oh I God. am right. The funniest thing is, that was with Casey Abrams. I actually went on a hike with him yesterday, and I hadn't seen him, I think, since we did that video. Okay. Um, now it all yeah. feels crazy. No, it's just, like, there's, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I forget the things I do. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was super fun. Yeah, that was a fun video. Casey's a beast of a singer and a big bass player and musician and a fun hang. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just well, got I a new neck on this. Well, yeah, because sorry. I was going to say real quick, sorry, was that you, when you did a video with us in Cedar Rapids with Jason Shadrick, and you were obviously with Jason and Cheska, is that different neck, same telly, yeah. different neck. So, yeah, and that's why I pushed it back a week, because I was so excited about this. So I, now I feel like I actually need to get another telly that's just a straight-up telly with no, nothing else happening, because this is no longer really a telly. Um, so Mike Cornwall is my guitar tech out in LA. He's a freaking master. I don't know if you know him, but so he just made me this new neck, which is why it says like Thornwall with the black over there. Um, and it's so crazy. I want to be like, try it. But when we, when we do this in real life or whatever, yeah. you know, not virtual. Uh, so the top part is a, is like angular. And it's and then uh, the bottom half is is rounded, and I'm just getting used to it. And we and like it's still we still have some farty notes we have to deal with, like you know that will get sorted. But um, yeah, I just got this, and the next small and freaking like feels like butter. It's it, like I texted Mike after I got home, and I was like, this is silk. It's just so easy to play. Yeah. You know that uh, clearly it's got where we've seen you with tons of photos of gear demos with this guitar so what prompted you to get a new neck so i went to mike's one day we were working on it i forget what guitar a different guitar and he had he was like hey check something out and he had actually theo katzman's strat which i was like oh i don't like strats he, he knows this about me and he was just like but he's like yeah check out this neck i'm doing trying some different things and it just destroyed me. I was like, oh my, I couldn't stop playing it. And I was like, oh, like my mind was blown. And this was over summer. And then I kept thinking about it and I was like, and then I had like an epiphany. I was like, why, why would I not do that? And then I was originally gonna do it on my strap. And I was like going, and then I was like, well, why would I not do it on a guitar I actually love? Instead of having like, oh, this cool neck on a strap that I like, why not have it on a guitar I love? And so this is like, Brand new. I think you'll probably see me with this everywhere. This is like the reveal of the guitar. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I still need to get some work done on it. But it's just, I just started messing with it. And I was like, yeah, just like drooling. I was just like, this is my baby. Well, we want you to play as much as we can get you to play here in a bit. But tell yeah. us a little bit more about the guitar, uh, you know, the, the body of it and when you got it and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
So um, I'm afraid of Craigslist. I feel like I've told this story before, but so I was like, I wanted to tell you a few years ago before going out with Jason Mraz on like a, a few month tour. And I was like, I just like want, I, I was feeling it. So um, Mason Stoops helped me find one and he found one on Craigslist. And I was like, are you sure? Like if we go, we're not going to get like murdered and I'll be raped <laughs> and the whole, whatever. He's like, Molly, I do this all the time. Don't be insane. We're going to, we're going to Orange County and picking this guitar. So I picked it up. And as soon as I picked it up, I was like, it just felt good. And I was, I like, didn't believe how good it felt and because I'm very much like intuition I'm so that feels right I don't I'm not like oh it has these pickups and this and this I'm just like does it feel good does it sound good can I speak with it does it inspire me and this one did immediately so it is like 2008 52 reissue nothing fancy the guy like upgraded some of the hardware and relicked it the shell pink and you know of course we're all suckers for cute I mean I think guitar players were like uh yeah so I'm a sucker for the shell pink and yeah, I took it on the road with me that summer and kind of fell in love with it. Um, yeah. How do you find your, and it's because you mentioned you, you play that a lot with Jason, is how do you find your kind of sonic space within the band? Because obviously Jason plays, he plays acoustic mostly, and then you have mm -hmm. Chaska who kind of plays a little bit of everything. So where do you find your sonic space in the band? Yeah, um, it kind of varies because I've done stuff with Jason where it's just like me, him a bassist and a drummer like i've done stuff with him where it's just a four piece I've, but and then some tours are like a six piece some tours are like a ten piece so it it really changes and but i really appreciate that it has so much to do with once again like going back to that like my background is improvisation and responding to the environment around me and that also i think jason likes that too because it's not a gig where it's like you have to play this exact part with this exact sound every night and things are programmed. It's like, I'll be on stage kind of twisting knobs, be like, ooh, that feels right, that sounds right. And it's not like to some like crazy degree where I'm gonna do something inappropriate. Things are always within a certain vein. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it has, it goes back to listening. Like everything's listening. Like if like, you know, Jason and Chaska are strumming and like my, what, my's playing a cello part and you know, like Mona, like the percussion, Mona, like if everyone's going crazy and like whatever, the whole band's going in, like, I have to find my space. And I yeah. think that's, you know, with every group, whether it's like my trio or Jason's 10 piece, 11 piece band, it's just like finding my space. And, and sometimes it is just like shutting the F up, you know, and like not playing. Well, I'm, I noticed a lot in your, your trio videos, which is, you know, kind of happens in trios where you let someone else kind of take the stage for a minute, is that you do let, you, you let the notes breathe too, or even take a break. Yeah, that I try to goals for music and goals for myself is like stop, you know. It's like let it do its job. Like just hold the note. Yeah, totally. I definitely and Jay and Jen, who are you know my my trio, Jennifer Condos and Jay Bellarose, they're so much more mature, so much deeper, so much more thoughtful than I am. So I feel like they inspire me and push me to a higher level where it is like don't be immature and just like play and, and like verbal diarrhea just like or no not verbal it'd be guitar guitar diarrhea that's a weird word sorry just find uh, it yeah god so like to not do that so they they inspire me to kind of like slow down yeah well, before we move on to amps and pedals is there any other guitar you want to talk about i see a few behind you i don't know if I you want know. to give me camera time yeah, well, I could just like quickly talk about them. Um, yeah, so I have a few behind me. So this is, yeah, these two are definitely like my baby, but uh, a couple ones, I'll show you these three behind me. And then of course my acoustic, I'm, I work a lot with Taylor, so I can just real quickly, Taylor, this is, I, I, I like the 912 and a 619. So this is the 619. 
But yeah, Taylor acoustics are, are my jam. Easy to play. I, it, sustainability, playability, all those like terms, you know, where it's just like you pick it up and, I, and I'm such an electric player. When I pick up the Taylor guitars, it's like, oh, I can actually play these and my hands don't hurt and the notes ring and yeah. And now has that always been the case, you know, because being in Southern California, them being a little further south than you, is that kind of like the California connection or did you dabble mm. with like the traditional, you know, Martins or you've always been a Taylor girl? You know, I, through Jason, I got connected with them a few years ago and just, I think I, I hadn't found an, I was like looking because I hadn't found an acoustic that I connected with. Um, I don't even, I was, yeah. So finally I was like, I need to get like an adult acoustic that's actually like not silly. And so I, as soon as I picked these up, I was like, oh, like, yeah, Andy Powers is so amazing. All his work he's doing down there with making these like crazy sustains and like guitars that are easy to play. Well, before we move on to another guitar quick, do you want to maybe give us a little taste test of this? Yeah. I like it. It sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. So I can talk you through. I'll do the three that are behind. Actually, it's funny. It's another Taylor. Um, Taylor Electrics, like, no, is not something anyone would ever think of. But um, I got this a couple years ago, and I think I need to like bring it out with me a bit on the road because it actually sounds great. And it's like their T3 model. I should turn that off. Yeah, that's the pedal too. But it's the T3 and it's like, yeah, every time I like have shown it to some friends and they're like, every time they're like Taylor electric and I'm like, trust me, it's cool. And it is really cool. And of course it has like that classy Taylor vibe. Like even though it's an electric, it's still, you can see they put a lot of time and thought and love into it. Totally. Um, and then, yeah, they're all semi-hollow. It's like funny. I think I'm always on a hunt for a semi-hollow body that's comparable to uh, my, my 335. So that's why I have, I'm like looking, I have so many because it's always just like, I'm searching for one that will actually be able to, nothing will replace this, but that will actually be cool. Oh, and also side note, the copper, copper piece straps are so cool. This is like bananas and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, heck yeah. That's cool. Add a little color. Yeah, I like a little color when I'm, yeah. So this is a heritage. I just, what happened was, I just did a demo for them recently. Or no, for Harmony, but Har you know how like, there's that, it's like a big conglomerate. There's a few of them that are, are all working there together. But I yep. got, I, I just recently got this, this heritage and I, I, what I really want a blonde telly is why I got a blonde 335. So, but it's, <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever logic that is. But it plays really well. It sounds really good. It feels good. I think it just needs like, 
I don't know if this is true. Have you heard this? The Andre Segovia thing where before he would actually like have a guitar be his, he would make his one of his students play a guitar for like five or 10 years because oh, wow. guitars, guitars need to be played before like that. I always am so weird, like new guitars. I'm always kind of like, they're so stiff to me. You know, it's like, and they, their identity hasn't been formed yet. And I feel well, like this, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying, sorry to cut you off, is that, yeah, totally. And like an example would be, I know an interview he did with us is Jason Isbell uh, says that for, I think acoustics, like a new Martin to make it broken in, would put it on a speaker, bump an outcast to get the what? reverberations and the, the, you know, like everything going through the guitar. And that was his way of, like, like you're saying, warming it up or aging it. Yeah. Faster than a- playing it. Totally. Yeah. Cause I think like this guitar is really cool. And just to me, it needs like, I need to play it a lot or have someone play it for a couple, but I think like this might be my next road guitar. That's a 335. Cause it, it sounds great. It plays great. It's a little brighter than my 335, but I feel like that has to do with, you know, like it's, there's like more metal in it and like the next it's, it's new, you know, so it's brighter. I can't um, remember when they moved to Nashville from Kalamazoo, but it'd be kind of funny if they, if that, uh, your 78 335 was made in Kalamazoo before they moved the factory to Nem- uh, Nashville, which was in Memphis. Now it's in Nashville again. Because uh, that heritage is made in Kalamazoo. And supposedly yeah. it's a lot of the same machinery, the original Gibson stuff. Whoa. Yeah, maybe they... Whatever. They're like long last <laughs> like brothers or sisters. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was, I don't even, yes, exactly. It's like great, great grandfather or mother. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this, yeah, I think this one's cool and it sounds great. Yeah, so this Heritage is is brand new to me. I'm still getting used to it, but I'm really digging it and you'll probably see me playing it more. Right on. It's a beautiful guitar. It sounds great too. Yeah, okay, and the last, like, the last guitar I'll show you is, um, here. I'm getting a guitar made right now by this guy out in Nashville, actually, Kevin Equitz. Kevin Equitz is his name. And I'm, I'm housing my friends. That was an example. And this is again, a semi hollow body. Mine's going to be lavender. Um, but so I've been so into E I spend all these hours alone that every time I pick up a guitar, I start playing in the key of E. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah, so this one. So yeah, this this one, I'm excited to see what he does with mine, but I won't have the Bigsby. I'm not a big Bigsby user. Is there any particular reason or is it just kind of like you, you got get that kind of movement from the pedals? Uh, why? I just haven't. And every time I do, I kind of feel a little hokey doing it because it's not a part. It's like when you, I don't know, it's like when you have a new shirt and you're like, can I wear this? Is it too much for me? I don't know. And it's like, I'm like in that zone with the Bigsby. <laughs> no, uh, the guitar that you're currently having built, is it going to be the same kind of shape and uh, pickups and stuff? Yeah, different neck. It's like hand-wound. They're hand-wound pickups. Won't have the Bigsby. The neck will be a little different. This is a little, like, wide for me. I want it uh, a little bit smaller. But, yeah, really similar. And I'm really – he's been sending me pictures. I'm just – but, you know, it's like he's making them by his hands, you know? So it'll be so – all of them will be so – each one will be different, so I'm excited to actually play it, which will probably be in a couple months or something. I'll let you decide, the 335 or the Tele, and you talk us through your amp and pedal board. I think I'm gonna do, 
the three three five because there's still some like kind of farty notes happening on that telly. It's not yet. It isn't quite settled. We have to mess with the trust rod a little bit. Um, okay, so amp and pedals. I'm kind of a I'm a simpleton. My amp that I almost exclusively use is um, right behind me. This this Princeton. I had someone mod it and like so because I, I found it to be like a little mid rangey sometimes, and so it kind of like widened the sound. I actually don't even know what he did, but. Um, yeah, so I have a Princeton, Fender Princeton reissue. Cool. Well, you know, uh, it's time to talk pedals. I know that you're- Pedals. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll go from my first to the end. So the, I just got this new pedal. It, this, it comes out January 21st, so this is also new. But I just demoed it. It's the Earthquaker. I have a lot of Earthquaker devices, pedals. I'm a big fan of them. They're what they do. And just everyone who works there is so cool. So this Astral uh, Destiny, it's a reverb, but also has a chorus within it. And it get, does all these like mystical, magical, dramatic, shimmer, cinematic things. So I can show you that. Um, and I'll be, I'm in the sub mode right now for anyone who just got the pedal and wants to know. Um, do you hear that octave? That's like a, an octave. Uh, the reverb has an octave below. Wow. They always do such crazy stuff. Those guys are awesome. Oh, totally. They're so cool. And then I'll push this button. There's a stretch button. It like makes this cool. Like the pitch shifts up or down depending what, yeah, what your foot is doing. But... fun to pair with my voodoo lab tremolo and i put the the like the rate pretty low on that and my keely uh their mag echo which is like a modulation delay so like all three of those together um that's been fun I, it's all new that part's new for me would you say that what we're kind of looking at your pedal board is i mean obviously this is probably more specifically a quarantine pedal board but is mostly this stuff like for your trio thing just for you jam at the house maybe some jason stuff like how give people context yeah. so your pedal board set up today honestly my quarantine setup is like i grab extra couple pedals and just throw them in front or behind the pedal board i have because I got this pedal board set up by this uh, Korean company, A3 Stompbox. The guy who works, who runs it, set it up for me right before quarantine. And like, it's all, I'm like, it's not noisy. It's clean. It has my basic setup. But I definitely, like the last few weeks, I'm like, I feel like I should shift some stuff around. I'm kind of over some stuff. Um, so yeah, so it's my, the Astral Destiny is, is the first thing. And then afterwards is just my pedal board. And this is okay. kind of like the go-to because I like the, yeah. But I, I kind of, late the last couple of weeks I've been like, I need like, I have so many pedal boards. I need to like just the actual, you know, the board and I have plenty of pedals, of course, where it's just like, I need to have a few different setups, I think. Just because once again, like whether it's like a guitar or a pedal or who you're playing with, it's fun to see all the different characters that can come out and pedals do that. And pedal boards will do that where it's like, if I just have the same damn pedal board all the time, I'll probably like be in this zone more. So I need to push myself a little bit and get like four other pedal boards and be like, this is the board I'm using today. Deal with it. <laughs> Force yourself to grow or adapt or, or I guess sync. I don't know. One of the three. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully not sink. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, what else you got on the board? Oh my God, I love Wah. I don't care what anybody says. Wah is so fun, Wah is so cool, so yeah. So I have, I know there's a lot of, a lot, not a lot of love with full tone right now, but I like, I love their full tone Clyde Wah. So I got, I got a full tone Clyde Wah that I actually stole from an ex-boyfriend, sorry, but he gave it to me. <laughs> now, is that something you use a lot or is it kind of like a, a spice, you know, just add it in here or there? Uh, I, it depends. Like sometimes with, J I think like J uh, with Jason, sometimes I, I was using it like the, every, if, most nights I'd have like a bigger solo that was like, like like just rock and have fun and whatever and i would use that most often sometimes it's fun like halfway through a solo to ramp things up or like yeah for just like rhythm stuff i used to be in an afrobeat funk band and i use that a ton with that with that group but i think that's when i, I fell in love with wah for like whether it's like uh, And for solos, like I think it just can add a lot of character to things. So I don't use it a ton in most gigs. I'll like, in my trio setting, like maybe once in the evening I would play it because it doesn't really feel appropriate to be like whining out super hard with Jay and Jen. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It'd be like Kirk Hammett made, went from Metallica to a jazz trio because he's always yeah. using the wah. Yeah, and wah can when used, it can be used tastefully, and I love it when that happens. So yeah. All right, so we covered the wah, we covered the astral. What else have we got on your pedal board? Got a handful more. Okay, so A three, my volume. I didn't have a volume pedal. For, I did forever, and then I didn't because I hate the the issue. Of course, is like if you're actually playing something and you want to change your volume, it's so annoying to move your hands, and especially with a three three five, if you're in the middle pickup, you have to then like adjust two volumes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I have the A3 uh, custom, I have an A3 volume pedal. Love me, it's a nice, clean, good volume pedal. So I'm back on a volume pedal. Tuner, Polytune, not much to talk there. Uh, tremolo, Voodoo Lab Tremolo. I'm actually still kind of looking for another one. I've, I love this pedal, but I find sometimes it's a little noisy. Um, but I like their, yeah, I, it's simple. I kind of, like I said earlier, like I'm a simpleton with pedals and sometimes having just like less knobs, I can just adjust, you know, the intensity, slope, speed, and volume. There's like nothing else I have to worry about. And it's like a nice warm trim. Now is that, cause I love the tone you have on your uh, shabby recording, which I love that name, you know, the play off the Beatles record, uh, the Vice of Killings. Cause that has like that real spaghetti Western vibe. Is that totally the pedal you're using? Totally, yeah. I love that yeah. sparse spaghetti western like single note vibrato tremolo thing. Me too. I haven't played that song in so long since the before days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. we covered that tremolo. What else we got? Okay, so I have like a couple overdrives and a distortion. My Oxblood Keely distortion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's cool. It definitely like is not a tone I use a ton, but when I do, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like it's fun. Like I like different sides of me comes out. Uh huh. Well, is that something like you say you have a couple drives? Are there like stages of them, or are they just different colors of the same kind of level of distortion? So I got this um, A3 Awesome 
overdrive that it's new to it's like i still feel like the my go-to overdrive is the dunes earthquaker i really like it it's warm and i can change it like the settings from like a more compressed to a more tube screamer you know there's like the more tube screamery one versus a more compressed i like to the dunes is my go-to overdrive in this the awesome pedal like it's cool but i i still haven't like i think i'm gonna take it off my board not that i don't it's like a cool overdrive but i just i haven't been i don't i don't use it that much mm. now are you using any of the overdrive with like uh modulation to delay or reverb because is there any specific drive that plays nicer with those types mm. of pedals when you stack effects hmm well you know i use the the dispatch master and the dunes together a lot I, the, my dispatch master which is my reverb uh and delay i have yeah that's like that's definitely kind of like my go-to pedal that's just if i I don't have a lot on that'll be like a nice warm round uh reverb or i can also throw on some delay and i'll play that in a sec and i like to put that with the dunes a lot let me just adjust this yeah so Cause it's just like a little crunch with some warmth. How are you? Cause I think a hallmark of your tone, whatever kind of format you're in is like a big round, warm sound. How are you kind of focusing in on that uh, in terms of your setup? Are you, do you mess with the tone knob on the drive or do you mess with the tone I on your do. guitars? Okay. I definitely, I, I mean all of that. Like I'm, I mean, if you see me at a gig, it's like, I'm not necessarily like I was doing this last night. When was I doing it? A couple days ago. I was like, like this to me is cool. I don't know how it's translating through all of the whatever, but like this sounds really good right now. Even the, yeah, like I'm right now. I'm, I'm just put myself in the middle, and it's a lot of. I mean, it's I, honestly like I know we're doing a rig right now, but it's like 95% what's happening in your hand, and then like the 5%, and it does matter a lot. I'm messing around with the tone a lot. I am like flipping on different. Um, like normally my amp, it's like the the trem and the bass will shift a bit, but they're normally like around five o'clock reverb on this like two and then or three and then i like to add a little reverb on my dispatch master like that's kind of like the go-to clean thing i'll add in dunes and now i've lately been really into this mag echo i think it's like I'll, i'm turning everything else off like the modulation and it's i've been having it on pretty light but i just think it's like like can add like a, a cool extra thing because i think i'm getting sick of always having such a clean sound I like chorus, you know, so like having like a little chorus, but not a lot. So I've been into that a lot lately and the other pedal, the last pedal on my board, and I freaking love it when I'll do it a lot when I'm solo guitar or just when, or trio sometimes, but especially like solo or when it's just me and my brother playing, Sammy's drumming. Um, when I feel like I need to just like add a little body, it's uh, Chase Bliss Audio's Dark World. I don't know if you've messed with oh. it. It is a freaking... Beautiful, beautiful pedal. But it just like adds some body and mystery um, and warmth. I don't know if it's warmth, but it's like this cool reverb pedal and like. It's just this like wispiness that happens at the end that I really like. 
Now, what's like uh, the maybe before we head out here? What's like maybe a, a most extreme tone or setting or combination <sighs> of pedals that you've been like vibing with? Is there yeah, anything? Yeah, you know what. I mean, if not, I, that's actually, it's funny because what maybe it was this that even like triggered all these thoughts because I've been, during court, it's been so much about just like different playing things lately. But like, I mean, something like a pog like that, I don't have one on my board right now, but that sometimes I will mess with and it's super fun. Um, but I, it's, I think I'm about to do a deep dive of like alternate sounds. But for me, it really has been always such a focus on the instrument and not the pedals. Like the pedals will help inform what I'm doing versus wait no yeah like i feel like they'll inform what i'm doing versus wait i what am i trying to say i'm not like like i mean that's like what i'm saying are you in control right now molly no (laughs) that's the thing is i don't let the pedals control me i control the pedals is like kind of what i'm trying to say is like i've always been such a guitar player where i'm like i'm playing the guitar and the pedals can help do cool stuff um but i kind of want to be more weird with it yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, Molly, I appreciate you hanging out with us. If there's anywhere that people want to keep track of what you're doing, whether it's live streams, videos, what should they do or where they should follow you at? Instagram is I'm probably best at, uh, at Moody Mill, like M-O-O-D-Y-M-I-L-L, Moody Mill. And I have a website, Molly Miller Music. You can find me there. I, I'm not hard to find on the internet, which is a scary thing to say, but it's true. And, you know, this will probably come out in a little, probably a couple weeks, early February. Is there anything on the horizon that you want to, you know, plug or talk about? Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I have this record that I've been sitting on for a year because, you know, I was going to put it out in summer and then the pandemic happened and whatnot. Um, but my first single comes out January 29th. It's called Saint, or it's called Spry, the album St. George. So we'll have three singles and the actual album comes out June 4th. But the first single is out January 29th. So take a listen. I hope you like it. If you don't. I got other stuff, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for you know making. I don't even know if this is how your room's always set up, but you, it looks like you set it up for this particular rig rundown. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Well, I should actually give credit to where credit is due. Is that when we did this a couple of weeks ago with Nicole Roll, she, you know, and of course Jason Shadrick, my colleague, they both uh, nominated you separately. Aww. So yeah, this this is I'm- because of them. I love them both. Yeah, Nicole is my girl, and Jason, Jason's my boy. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, awesome, Molly. Thank you so much, and everyone, enjoy it. Stay safe, and uh, keep rocking. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes.